0: Welcome back to the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Strength and Speed owner and Conquer the Gauntlet Pro, Evan Preparis. I got a guest with me on the line. Before we get to him, though, a quick word from this episode's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Ufos. Ufos makes recovery sandals and shoes. And that's what I wear every time I travel to a race because they're super comfortable. And they also help me recover, right? They absorb 37% more impact than traditional uh, shoe running foam. So I just ran Toughest Mudder this past weekend, and my body's still a little bit of a mess. So the UFOs have been super awesome. And, uh, you know, especially when your feet are tender or uh, you have a foot injury. Like I know uh, my teammate Miranda, she's got a foot injury and she's only been wearing UFOs. That's the only thing she can wear comfortably without, uh, you know, and still move around easily. All right, let's jump into uh, today's guest. So joining me back again, I have Amin Dib, the king of OCR in the Middle East. Amin, welcome back.
1: Evan, Evan, my friend. My friend, who became a family member from the States, yes, and uh, thank you for for uh, for this uh, nickname. I'm <laughs> proud to to <laughs> to have it from a person like you. I know your input in the OCR uh, world. Moreover, I know uh, and I have touched your input in Hannibal Race, where uh, your uh, like uh, fingerprints are well uh, well shown in in our race, and this is something that I'm proud of and happy. Uh, have it
0: i love it i love it and if, if for those who are not tracking amin is the uh one of the owners of hannibal race and one of the founders of hannibal race uh, which is lebanon's only obstacle course race and they've expanded into some other countries including kuwait and uh, saudi arabia and then he's also kind of on a, his own personal side he's an athlete himself he does these like is it annual uh bike endurance bike rides like all over lebanon to raise money for a charity
1: yeah, that that's correct. It's the the project is called uh, On the Road. It started like uh, almost ten years ago. With in, in in the last ten years, I have achieved like uh, seven editions. These editions has like one uh, one uh, aim is to raise money for children with cancer.
0: Awesome.
1: Until now, in in seven editions, we raised something around one hundred twenty thousand us dollars it was uh 12 kids were affected or 12 or 11 kids were affected uh by donations and uh like this is awesome man when you see when when you were when you are riding and uh getting like super tired but you know at the end at the end of the road you have uh like a goal a charity goal this is awesome and and you know how it goes like you yourself you, you do a lot of charity things so uh this is awesome.
0: Yeah, it helps you. It really helps you dig deep and uh, it's really a great feeling to give back. And on top of uh, that, you're uh, also a Taekwondo champion
1: uh, from... Yeah, I'm a former uh, uh, national team member in the, in the Lebanese Taekwondo Federation and national team. Uh, I have many gold medals in the nationals and I have many gold me- different medals in, in the Pan Arab Games and uh, like many international uh, competitions. This is my, my route like yeah, you know, from Taekwondo.
0: And on top of that, again, a man of many talents here. Also, like a fitness celebrity in the Middle East, right? He's got a, a TV show yeah. with a segment, a couple on a, a couple of different segments, a couple of times a week.
1: Yeah, I now I go like four or five times a week, and I have in addition to my fitness episode get fit that was uh like on air live on air since since 12 years now i also have two other segments one of them it's called up to date where we speak about like everything happening in the lebanon and in lebanon and the region and i have like four times per week i have a very nice episode called technology where we speak about anything that has to do with technology worldwide and most of the time, I, I focus and I emphasis on like technology and the fitness world, like what's, what's going on in, in, in all this uh, this area. Uh, it's funny how much like after COVID-19, like home training was uh, was moving forward in, in, in very fast steps. And if we look before the companies that was doing technology, high technology. Uh, uh if you want like softwares and and mirrors and technology stuff how they were like in in a bit of a trouble like not selling a lot but after covid 19 people were at home and the demand was whoosh, going yeah. fly like a rocket and and all these companies were like having more and more sales to do you know yeah yeah so the demand was so great yeah we speak a lot of things regarding uh technology worldwide
0: awesome and for our listeners so I gotta tell this story. I told you on, on text message a couple of weeks ago. But so I, I went down to a race in Oklahoma City, rugged maniac, and then at a different time I went down for Battle of the Lions. And on the way back, I stopped at a is a Mediterranean place. But yeah, I go in and it's like it all looks like Lebanese food. I'm like, this is I was like, the owner's gotta be from Lebanon. Right. So I ask and I was like, you know, where's the owner from? And they're like, Lebanon. And then I was like, Oh, what part of Lebanon? And they're like, uh, oh, it's by the coast. And I was like, Well, where on the coast? You know, like She's giving general answers, and I want details. And they're like, "Oh, yeah, you've been?" You know the I was country. like, "Yeah, I've been." And she was like, "Oh, this is great." So I I, I name dropped Amin, and the the lady who's working there, she's Lebanese, knew who he was from TV. Yeah, which yeah, I was just so funny.
1: Yeah, the Lebanese community they they all watch MTV Lebanon. You know that's why it's like when I go to LA and I'm in, in a mall and I see like uh, Lebanese people there. They go, "Hey, Amin, how are you? What are you doing here?" <laughs> and I go, "Like what?" It's like weird.
0: And for the Americans, MTV is not music television. It's uh, yeah, it's
1: MTV Lebanon.
0: Yeah, it's it's just it's just another channel. It's in Lebanon. So yeah. All right, let's get to today's content of today's episode. So, a um, couple things we want to talk about. One is Hannibal Race Return. They just had their uh, first event post-quarantine uh, uh, about a week and a half ago in Lebanon. And then on top of that, um, if anyone was following the news last year, uh, there was also a, a large uh, explosion in Beirut. Um, we're going to talk about that in the later half of the episode. So it was a little more serious topic. And I know Amin was personally affected by that. And it was, I mean, it was like downtown Beirut. It is like, it is there. Like yeah. me and Brenna, when we plotted on the map uh while we were in lebanon we went to like a bar like a rooftop bar and it was i mean it was like two blocks from the bar like the explosion
1: was yeah correct totally right totally correct yeah so
0: we're going to talk about that in the second half of the episode but we're gonna start off talking about ocr so first of all i guess tell me you know how lebanon uh kind of dealt with the COVID? because you know i think every country's had like a different reaction different timeline for stuff how did uh how did that hit Lebanon? Uh,
1: actually, it was pretty bad. Uh, the problem is that if I want to find a word to describe COVID-19, uh, all countries, what they had in common, I might use one word, confusion. So I've been, I've been going in the middle of COVID. I've been going to, to LA. Like I, during COVID, I went two or three times to LA, what you see in the airports, what you see in different cities is like confusion about, about COVID-19. Like people want to be 100% taking care, and be very cautious. Other people will be like less and less and less. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, the, we, we, we were like in deeply in lockdown for like three months. Uh, if I might say uh, low in Lebanon is not 100%, so you might see a lot of people doing some, uh, uh, like many countries, it's not like something only in Lebanon, but people were resistant to, uh, to COVID-19. Like imagine some of the people or individuals were like not believing in COVID-19. And not, not like there's a lot of uh, people all over the world, they say this is scam which maybe it could be a scam, maybe it could be a man-made virus or, or whatever. However, people are dying from COVID-19. Like a lot of people are dying. Like in my country, maybe we had, in, in our small country, maybe nearly 6,000 people died from uh, from COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people were affected or or uh, like, uh, diagnosed with, with COVID-19. Uh, I was lucky not to have it uh, uh, only my sister had COVID-19, and it was mild on her. It wasn't bad. And then I took the vaccine in Dubai, and uh, things went uh, from, like, now things are better. Uh, we went down to 200, 300, uh, uh, like, infections per day, and now it's up to 1,500 days. Numbers were really, really, really low. And then we rolled the dice, and uh, it started like uh, like a joke. And then we said, hey, you know, here and myself, we said, hey, let's do an addition. Come on, let's do it. Let's, you know what, what's happening in Lebanon, the problem worldwide, there's that COVID-19, but in Lebanon, we have like many, 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 many problems. Like we have the inflation that is now 500 times. Uh, you had uh, many, many problems. And I'm, I'm very sad to say like Lebanon, if you, if you come to Lebanon now, you left Lebanon maybe four years ago. I don't know the time frame that you have left. But if you come back to Lebanon, you will not recognize Lebanon anymore. The problem is that we're all the, there are no events in Lebanon for the last two years not because of covid 19, also because of the economic situation that we're having, like very shy number of events, small events, like 100 people, 200 people, and then we made a post on on Instagram, and people went crazy. Okay, so we we it, it and it became like. It began in a very, very funny way because Heba wanted to do an edition. I did not. And we see like a post of, of one of our warriors saying uh, that he posted a picture and he said under it, uh, we miss Hannibal Race" and stuff like that. So I put one comment and I say, because we had request before, a request to do uh, Hannibal Race in a place called Brumana and i and i made a comment a comment on the, on this picture saying and tagging uh, hibba and said hey hibba where where you are going to be in uh, in in august so she answered in brumana so people went crazy <laughs> because they, they knew that the owners are talking in the comments about uh, being in brumana and people were going furious trust me and when we saw this uh, this uh, like, you know, reaction, we said, hey, we have no other choice of, of, for doing the race. And uh, like we prepared it in, in two months. Uh, the last one month was hectic. We were like, I, as I said, rolling the dice. We didn't know if we wanna have a problem, political problems. We didn't know if we we're gonna have like, uh, problems related to, like, you know, like, uh, to what's going on and the problems in the streets riots and stuff like that we didn't know if we are going to another lockdown if the numbers were, were getting uh, worse so we said you know what we crossed our fingers we said hey let's do it and uh, we made it
0: two uh, big ones i did i would did in lebanon at hannibal race were up in the mountains uh where's bromana in relation to like beirut and what's yeah, the actually, terrain like
1: yeah Yeah, uh, romana is like around uh, uh, maybe it's 700 uh, meters uh, above the sea it's like 15 minutes uh, from Beirut. It's not a far place. Uh, the thing is, it's a 100% trail in the forest. It was oh, nice. nice where you start on the, on the, on the asphalt like for like uh, 500 meters, and then you go deep into the woods. Uh, it was a very nice trail, six kilometers, 18 obstacles. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, like we had amazing feedback. If you go to our page now, and you see all the comments, people were furious, people were happy, people were like uh, furious and in a positive way, of course. Like uh, they were like uh, running, having fun. And, and as I said, if, 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 um, if you heard me, we, we sold 2,134 tickets. Whew. Yeah, which is a crazy number because- That's crazy for we, that. Yeah, yeah, I- we, yeah, we aimed first for a limited amount of, uh, of cards. So we said, hey, let's, let's uh, print 1,200 tickets. 1,200 tickets were sold out in nine days. So we had to drop another 400 tickets and then <laughs> sold out in like three days. So the more the days were getting closer to the race, we had like, like an attack from people saying that they need to run. But we had at the end like to make like around 300 people to run for fun. With no time chip like just a fun run because we had to accommodate everybody so we ended up selling 2000 exactly 2134 tickets and for 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 lebanon this is a huge number and we we reached a point where uh, you will never see someone in the fitness community in lebanon that doesn't know another person that was in the race
0: Oh wow social
1: media yeah everybody in Lebanon had someone a family member running in the, in the Hannibal race it was an amazing experience this is by far one of my like really amazing uh, editions of Hannibal race uh, the thing is our goal was to bring back Lebanon up to its feet and i think we 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 were were like 100% positive about doing this goal like uh, on, on national television like it was on live, uh, live on television, like the the presenter, a famous presenter, was saying all the time that this event is bringing Lebanon back to its feet, and this was our main goal. This was our main aim.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. W- so when me and Brenna went um, to Hannibal Race, just like this edition, it was you know it's broadcast on live TV. So it's cool because yeah. we you know we went to the race and we come back and the hotel clerk's like. I saw you guys on TV and I was like, oh, cool. Like, and, and they, you know, it's a, you know, it's a smaller country. So there's, it's a bigger deal. And like, everyone knows about it versus in America. Like I go run a race and I go into the hotel that's like closest to the venue and they don't even know what's going on. Um, so it's, it was just, it was so cool to be in a country where like, you know, you're doing your sport and it's, It's like it's a big deal. People, people, oh, oh! Everyone knows about the Hannibal race going on next weekend. You know, maybe not everyone's running it, but everyone knows it's happening.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you know, all our editions were on live TV, huh? Yes, yes. All of our editions. This is one of the policies that that uh, that we we had to do in order to build the community and now we see like a large number of people they have tattoos of hand race and warriors so it became like uh, we i'm so proud uh, evan that we we built uh, like uh, an amazing community and if i go back to the days and i always tell the story and i remember when uh, crepaway one of our sponsors said hey let's put a brochure in one of our uh, in all our bags that uh, for delivery, and I said I don't know if we have to do this. Uh, I don't know if it's good, and look where where we are now because I was not sure if we were on the right track. And then here you here you come to the race to the winter edition, having the brochure in your hand, and you tell me, hey, I got this <laughs> the bag of crap away, and I said, oh <laughs> my god, we are on the right track. And this point was like you introduced us to. You opened a lot of doors for us. And and we always like have Evan Perpares as our main guy, a family member that we need. You are our our lucky lucky good luck person, you know. Like and you know like uh, whenever I have something, I message you. Hey, what do you think? Should we do this? Should we do that? So uh, it was a blessing uh, knowing you, Evan.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it it's uh just trying to help out and you know grow the sport and um. Uh, sum it up for our listeners. Crepe uh, Boy is like a fast food crepe place. That's in yeah, L- it's it's really good actually. Um, I I love it yeah Uh, yeah awesome so let's talk a little bit about the future I don't know how much you can reveal because I know there's a lot of things in the background Uh, okay we
1: have we we have like we're 90% uh, heading to have like cool things coming uh, in the way in Dubai uh, in Egypt and in back to Kuwait if you give me like like 10 days I will go up back uh, on another podcast now and I'll tell you the news but we're going we're going to like really Hiba is right now in Dubai at this moment she has a meeting I'm following her like uh, Thursday and when things will be good like I can tell you one thing now one thing is sure whatever we do you are included in them so so that's that's without having uh, without asking you so You are included in all our uh, upcoming events for sure. And uh, if, if Hannibal race will be in Dubai and it is happening in Dubai, you are going to be uh, running this race. You you have my word on it.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. I mean, yeah, I I love that. And um, yeah, I love, I love going to the middle East and like more of a touristy, um, you know, athlete type of role. And, uh, Dubai is super nice. That's uh, uh, me and my wife. We spent our last couple of days of our honeymoon there. Um, so it's to anyone who's you know from America that's interested. In, I mean, Dubai and like the whole all of UAE is about as westernized as you can get in the
1: Middle East. It gives you that like yeah, it's flavor. like Las
0: Vegas exactly. Yeah, yes. it's like Las Perfect. Vegas.
1: The, Dubai is is a twin city of Las Vegas. I love it.
0: Yeah, so it's a it's a cool experience, and they got some crazy stuff there. Burj uh, Khalifa, tallest building in the world. It's just like it's just yeah. The, the, the tall. biggest,
1: the tallest, the biggest, the tallest, the fastest. Whatever you get, you you can see there is the biggest, like the 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 top of the world. Yes. Uh, they believe in the growth of the country. I have a lot of respect for the UAE like uh I, I even i even live mo- most of my time now in uae because of what's happening in lebanon uh this country is so welcoming this country is so s- respectful the blend of of uh, expats uh, living there plus one thing to know uh like the system in in and uh, uh whatever whatever you, you can choose in dubai like medical system or commercial system or whatever is one of the finest worldwide I have a, residen- a residency there, permanent residency, since I live there mo- most of my time. And the Emirati uh, uh, like locals are amazing. They're welcoming, they're nice, they're educated, and they love their country. And plus they love the blend happening in their country. Mm. They embrace the blend of everybody being like living in Dubai. It's like the, the, the most finest like, places you can go.
0: Nice, yeah. And your, your recent edition of uh, Hannibal Race is also an OCR World Championships qualifier. Um, yes. So a bunch of your athletes got qualified for you know, pro and age group. For, well, I guess you don't need to qualify for age group this year. But a of them qualified for pro. Um, do you know if any of those guys are planning on making the trip? Or is, this, the, we, is there we, travel yeah. restrictions still in place from Lebanon to U.S.?
1: There are no travel restrictions. But the, 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 the American embassy in Beirut is closed for the moment. They're not accepting the visa applications till I think July 2022, so it will be it will be like very tough for some athletes to to travel to to USA. Mm. Uh, plus, you have the economic uh, crisis in Lebanon, where like uh, well now before uh, one, let's say one thousand dollars were like uh, worth of uh, one million five hundred Lebanese lira now one thousand dollars is worth 22 million lebanese lira where the yeah everything got uh, scrambled because of the of the very smart political people ruling this country uh and 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 you've been in lebanon and you know how it is uh like like you know it's it's very weird what's happening they call the lebanese politicians cheese eater interesting term yeah this term is for the when when you when you hear worldwide uh term called cheese eater it means the politician that is that has commissions and bribes all the time ah. is a cheese eater yeah so like this is a term made back in the days since uh, world war ii about the lebanese politicians unfortunately and it became like an international uh, uh you know like saying or word every time you hear about uh, uh, a cheese eater. You remember the politician that takes some bribes and commissions. So it leads you to some of the pol- not everybody, but most of the Lebanese politicians, unfortunately.
0: Gotcha. Well, so, since we're already going down that path, we'll uh, we'll continue and then jump back to OCR before the podcast is over. But you know, for those who, for the people who are watching the news, and actually even if you weren't watching these, if you're on social media, like a little over a year ago, there's this huge explosion in Beirut, right? Like, I mean, enormous. Um, and then, you know, I think like most people on social media, they see the explosion and they're like, oh, wow, that was, you know, terrible. And then people go about with their lives and they don't, they don't really follow up. So like, I know you were personally affected by it. So uh, tell us a little bit about the, uh, I don't know what you guys are calling it, the Beirut uh, port explosion or port bombing. What do you
1: think? Be- the Beirut blast. It's Beirut, the blast. Okay. Beirut blast. It's the number, the third biggest blast mankind ever knew. Okay, and uh, until now, like I used to live in the middle of Beirut, like uh, 100 meters from where the explosion were made. Two years ago, I went to my uh, to my village where I I was born. It's like 20 minutes out in the suburbs of Beirut, and I moved there. Now my parents stayed in their in their uh, in our neighborhood where we where we lived in the house where I was born, and unfortunately, both of my parents were injured, like. I might say, like like stitches and bruises and stuff like that. They both had to endure over than three hundred stitches. And okay. uh yeah, and my dad is like uh, ninety five now, so he's not. Uh, he, he's like really at at this part of his life. He should be like one hundred percent rested, taken care of, of, which is we do. We have a lot of care to our parents. Like uh, they live happily, you know, in Lebanon, and they're so attached to Lebanon. Uh, Like uh, I don't want to go to the uh, political reason, but in our port of Beirut, there was storage of 2,700 tons of uh, nitrate, ammonium, ammonium nitrate. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is only one, I'm I'm not going to assume, but there is only one political party in Lebanon (laughs) that that can store uh, this amount of nitrate in in this place without anyone knowing. And uh, somehow, we don't know how, uh, the nitrate the nitrate uh, would explode. Uh, I see a miracle in this because six o'clock is a rush hour, a kind of a rush hour, like between five and six, it was at the end of the rush hour. Until now, I don't, I don't have, uh, 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 how I'm gonna say, uh, like a normal, a normal uh, understanding in my, in, my, in my head, how only 216 people were died and 6,000 injured. Because this type of explosion would have killed thousands, thousands. Until now, I don't understand how my mom and dad is still living. I, I, I look at them every time I go to their place as living miracles. Because when I arrived after 11 minutes of the blast, when I arrived to their house, the house were wiped out. Like they live in the sixth floor, uh, facing the Beirut poor immediately. The sixth floor were gone there is no sixth floor so on the road there was a problem in communicating over the phone but one of my neighbors old neighbors he said uh, i saw your mom on the on the on the floor covered in blood and i didn't see your dad so my mom is always with my dad they were never separated so when i saw this i said oh my god i have to go now and search for them uh, i i was I was sure for some reason that they were both both that dead, you know, mm-hmm. but when I arrived, I saw my dad and my mom sitting in front of the house and in, in front of the building, covered in blood, covered in blood, and i uh, as as a first reaction because they didn't know where, 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 if if we were alive because me, my brother, and my sister were on our way to their house to have dinner on that day, so the explosion happened we were on the road were affected. I was like, very near to them and I had to run for like four kilometers to reach uh, the, the places. And I, I will not tell you what I saw on, on the streets because it was like the the apocalypse, the apocalypse, the the end of the world. And I arrived there and funny, my dad is an old lawyer. He's like a patriotic like he's the old Maronite you know, Catholic guy that he loves his country, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and I came and you know me i'm very strong but when i saw them all covered in blood i start i start crying and my dad suddenly shouted at me saying hey why are you crying like tough toughen up a bit because uh, we are we are okay we're not dying we're okay we we are a bit injured this is a 95 years old guy saying this and i said uh, what people will say seeing you crying now but you know dad go up to the building our neighbors are some of them are killed and some of them are injured help them go down so i had to to find one of my friends that i called on, on the road and he has like a quad like an atv so this was the only way to reach the, the the road because it was a mess so he took my dad first to the hospital a nearby hospital and then he uh, sorry he took, took my mom first and then he came and he took my dad and back then, my brother arrived and my sister were waiting for my uh, parents in the hospital. And we started to help people injured and killed people. And it was the toughest part of my life to see like all nice ladies and and all nice men that we used to live all our, our life looking up to them dead in their houses oh. in a very gruesome way. They're all beheaded or or like it was the, the, my worst like uh, you know my and it's very this is the first time i speak about it huh mm. it was uh, one of the g- gruesome experiences i had to live uh, our street our neighborhood like less than 50 meters of buildings like four buildings we had 28 killed and 300 injured and, uh, yeah, there was, there was a street, a nearby street, a parallel street to us, a small street where they had 45 killed and 500 injured, like the full, like the street, the neighborhood, uh, every family had someone that died. Oh, Luckily I was, I was very lucky that my parents are still alive and it's amazing how they recovered very fast mentally and physically. And, uh. uh what we did first and what you could have seen first in our street the next day or on the same day, people preparing themselves to come back. And we were the second, the second uh, apartment or house in the neighborhood to come back after six weeks and the first house in the building to be fully renovated and my dad came back to the house. So we did this on purpose to, to, to send a message that we're not going to leave uh, you know, the, the places. And I don't want to speak about, it's not about ethnicity anymore uh, in Lebanon. It's not about uh, uh, Christians or Muslims. It's about the bad politicians. You have bad politicians from all ethnicities. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen, uh, uh, what's gonna happen uh, after. The impact of Hezbollah uh, in taking Lebanon had destroyed Lebanon big time. And this is not something that I'm afraid to say, or uh, this is the truth. Uh, when we had other influences in Lebanon, Lebanon, come on, it's Westernized. You, you came to Lebanon, so it's Westernized. We cannot yes, be sure. under, yeah, we cannot be under another influence like Europe and USA. We cannot be under Iranian influence, or with all with all due respect to everyone, or we cannot be under Hezbollah uh, influence. This is it, it. doesn't look like Lebanon from all means and all parts. So uh, I think I think uh, now we're speaking a bit politics, which is I was involved in politics all my life, uh, and we need to see what's going to happen first. It doesn't look good, to be honest. It, it doesn't look good in Lebanon, uh, but we still have faith to to come back to our uh, to how we used to live before, to how we used to live, uh, and uh, basically that's it. We had tough experiences, but come on, at the end, if I say I want to leave Lebanon, I can leave easily, easily now. I can go to the States or go wherever I want, but it's still like not the time to leave our country. We're not going to give up uh, like, you know, on Lebanon. It's a beautiful country. People here are amazing. Uh, People here are Americanized and Westernized big time by the majority. Uh, some influences all over the years that came to Lebanon that doesn't that doesn't look like us, doesn't resemble to us in all means. Uh, now has the power and the influence. So uh, and and you know what? It's it's very funny because uh, uh, during this uh, what U.S. made to Lebanon man was phenomenal, and uh, and and this is this is the U.S. always gave Lebanon the 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 culture of life. You know like the culture of education, like the culture of, of uh, uh, humanism or, or the humankind, how, how uh, humanity should be. And I don't, I don't uh, have it like I lived in the States all my life. I always say I'm an American uh, uh, man living in Lebanon, trying as much as I can to keep this because uh, we deserve better than explosions, better than economic crisis, Better than people killing each others, we don't resemble to our to our uh, to to how they want us to be, and I think we will succeed in this. Love bless.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for sharing that story. There was a lot of uh, some details in there I hadn't heard before, and I know after the explosion you sent me some videos that, I mean, it was yeah just wild. Um, i wish
1: one day one day i'm sure you're gonna live because you have a brother in lebanon named i mean you're gonna (laughs) gonna visit in lebanon of course i'm gonna make sure to to take you to places and to visualize with you what happened i'm telling you on my way running to my house i've seen people asking for help and i it was tough call for me knowing that my parents are bleeding and they're gonna die and I don't want them to be to be dying from, from, you know, from this explosion without me being there. So it was a tough call for me to try just to arrive to my parents first and then go ahead. And we stayed till six o'clock in the morning, uh, just helping people. And it was the toughest call of my life.
0: Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I, your parents surviving and uh, being okay in the long run is, I mean, like you said, is a miracle. And. I'm sure yeah. uh, some of the families and people you helped uh, after that. I'm sure uh, they view you as a, you know, a miracle and angel sent to, to help them. So man, I've,
1: every I've seen a lot of people helping. I've seen like everybody came to help from all over Lebanon. Man, the That's Lebanese, great. the Leba, look, the Lebanese uh, population is amazing. It, it's very sad to to vision like to say to the to to the world that in lebanon we have problem between ethnicities which we don't have we have bad politicians from all over ethnicities trying to say this is the problem but it's not the problem gotcha. it's not the problem
0: yeah that was that was that was great that was uh, some great information and um again thanks again for sharing your personal experience. Let's jump back thank at, you, thank back you. over to OCR before we uh, close out the podcast. Um, let's see.
1: Uh, did you be- uh, let me let me yeah, ask you it. first: Are you ready to what's coming towards you from Hannibal Race? I I
0: I guess I have to be. <laughs> you
1: gotta <laughs> I, be ready, I, my man. You gotta be ready. <laughs> I,
0: I'm excited because, like I said, I you guys are always actually on the cutting edge, like you'll do stuff and then stuff will happen in America that mirrors what you've already done overseas. Um, so some of like the television coverage, I mean, we still don't, we still have had no live TV coverage here. Um, and then some of the other stuff you've done with, uh, you know, opening a gym at one point and then like tough, like within right, a yeah. year, Tough Mudder opened the gym, which is kind of funny to see. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of expanding to some of the, some other countries. So.
1: Trust me, Evan, we have a lot of things coming in the pipeline and uh, you are going to be part of it. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. I meet <laughs> you after in 10 days and I, w- I will be able to, to speak more about it.
0: Awesome, I'm, I, again, I'm excited. Uh, you're doing great work over there. And you know, you know, in America, we were concerned about, you know, is OCR gonna come back, especially after, uh, you know, COVID and quarantine ended or are people gonna be hesitant to get back out there? And I think, uh, at least in America, And sounds like in Lebanon too, people are coming back in greater numbers, right? Like they're tired of yeah, yeah. Uh, Trust me,
1: they they will come back. They will come back in large numbers. Trust me.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
1: they they, they will. They they will. Like I've seen people on the on the on the main door coming. He has no ticket, and he goes, hey look, uh, telling me hey look man, I came from the south. I'm coming to run whatever you want or not. And you go okay, let's do a fun run ready to, to run with, with the fun run with no like just sign a waiver of liability uh, do the paperwork and be safe be insured everything is okay come on go run yeah. so uh, trust me people will be like coming back big time
0: nice again well i'm looking forward to it and um uh, looking forward to seeing you again i haven't seen you in a while and yeah let's definitely keep in
1: touch and we'll um, we will for sure keep
0: trying to help uh grow ocr and hannibal race
1: worldwide Thank you, and thank you for your support. Uh, we are better. Uh, or, uh, we are a better organization due to your efforts. Thank you so much, Evan. Thank you. Uh, we'll... I, will all, uh, I will always uh, be saying this. Trust me.
0: <laughs> I feel like you give me a lot more than I give you, but I,
1: I appreciate nah, that's, it. that's that's the truth. That's the truth, man.
0: All right, we'll, we'll be in touch. Thanks to GM for joining us, Amin.
1: Thank you so much. Blessings, man. Blessings. All right. Thank you.